0: Welcome back to another episode of two minute drill brought to you by deep dive sports. I'm your host today, Brian. I'm joined by Dom. How you doing, man? Good. How are you? Not too bad. All right. So today we're going to be talking about uh, some of the rookie quarterbacks that got drafted, Uh, go over a little bit of the Baker Mayfield trade that happened a couple days ago. And then we'll be talking about the uh, AFC West, which that should be pretty fun. Mm -hmm. And I'll get straight into it, man. Uh, so we're going to basically be going back and forth just you know, about all the different quarterbacks that got drafted this year and uh, how they fit in with their team, how much <laughs> starting time you think they're going to get, if any. And uh, we'll just go ahead and start right off the bat with the first quarterback and the only guy that got drafted in the first two rounds, Kenny Pickett, who
1: got took by the Steelers. What do you think, man? So I think Kenny Pickett kind of got drafted to – Probably the best situation out of any of these quarterbacks. In terms of starting time, I think out of all of these guys, he's the most likely to see some playing time this year. I still think that Mitch Trubisky is going to get the starting job, but who knows how he'll play. And then I think Mike Tomlin will see how they are at around the bye week. And, you know, if they're mediocre and he feels that Kenny Pickett might be able to give them a little something more than Trubisky, then I think they'll go with him after the uh, bye week. But I wouldn't expect to see him. Before that, unless Trubisky gets injured.
0: Yeah, I got to agree. I mean, the way I kind of look at it is uh, Trubisky is a bit of a question mark just because I wasn't – like, I didn't hate him when he was playing for the Bears. We didn't see him very much when he was with the Bills as, you know, a backup. So nobody's really sure how he's going to play, how strong he's going to be. And then um even if he does get injured, you do have uh Mason Rudolph in the lineup, which, I mean, he's a tr- – Shush, shush. He's a he's he's a he's a backup quarterback. He's definitely not a starter. He, he's
1: not even a good backup. I'm not going to say anything to that. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think the Steelers will be okay with um, with Trubisky. You look at you know a couple of years that he had in Chicago. He got them to the playoffs. You know he he had some pretty good years. Did he perform well enough to justify? being the number two overall pick. No, but I, I still think he can still be, you know, a pretty serviceable starter.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree. I just, the little tiny bit of play time we saw when he took over in the, for, you know, the bills, which I think he only played what one game, like part of one game wasn't impressive, which, I mean, that might've just been nerves. So we'll see how he plays, but yeah. I think as long as he goes, does well they'll probably keep Kenny Pickett on the bench let him watch you know basically carry around the clipboard get trained up by the other two quarterbacks um we'll move on to the next quarterback which didn't get taken surprisingly until all the way in the third round which I did not see coming was uh Malik Willis who got taken by the Titans what do you think man
1: Willis was I know when we were doing like our pre-draft you know analysis and all that Willis was the guy that I thought was going to go in the first round. I thought he was going to go – I thought some team was going to reach and take him in the top 15. I'm surprised he fell all the way to number three. I think out of all of these guys, he's the one that's least NFL-ready, but I think he has the most upside. So definitely a project. I don't expect him to see really any playing time this year. I don't even know if he'd get a lot of playing time, even if Tannehill goes down with an injury, uh, because I really think at this point he's just a developmental guy. They're probably looking two to three years, maybe, you know, giving him the starting job then. But it's gonna take some time for him to develop. So I wouldn't expect anything this year from him.
0: Yeah, I got I mean, when before the draft, I really thought the Steelers might take Willis because I mean they were Mm -hmm. talking and stuff. I think that's the big reason why they didn't was because they don't have a solid number one starting quarterback. Mm -hmm. And just in case they want somebody that they feel at least somewhat comfortable stepping in. I think Kenny Pickett is between the two much more ready right now. But I think Willis has a. What's up? Absolutely. Yeah. I think Willis has a very high ceiling. He's just, like you said, development, developmental quarterback. But I mean, I actually think out of all these guys, he has one of the best setups. I mean, he's starting behind, you know, what is a number definite starting quarterback, Tannehill. He's got mm-hmm. a great run or run you know, game, I think he's well set up with that Titans, but I don't think he's going to start at all. Maybe like week 17, if the Titans, you know, secure a playoff berth and they just want to, you know, arrest their starters, but that's about it.
1: Right. Yeah. And well, I, what concerns me about the Titans situation for Willis is by the time that he's like really, really ready to be the starting quarterback, I don't think that Derek Henry is going to be there because he's already starting to get a little bit old for a running back And we're already starting to see a lot of wear and tear on Derrick Henry's body. So by the time that Willis is really ready to be a starter, I don't think it's going to be as good of a situation as it is right now.
0: Yeah, I I definitely – I mean, he's definitely slowing down. I mean, and you saw last year when they didn't have Henry playing, that offense kind of fell apart. And what's the odds of them getting another Derrick Henry in the future, you know, draft or anything? I don't think it's likely. But still, I mean, they got a decent – set up i just mm-hmm. they do have to kind of prepare for when derrick henry eventually either retires or falls off the cliff however you want to put it right uh, yeah we'll move up to another one which was desmond ritter going to the falcons which i wasn't surprised that they moved off of uh, matt ryan i was actually kind of happy about it nothing against matt ryan but uh what's your
1: thoughts Tom? I think it was a good pick. I think he'll probably get the starting job next year. This year, he has a chance to learn from Marcus Mariota, and I think that's a good situation for him to be in because their play styles are kind of similar. They're similar style quarterbacks. Um, so he can kind of learn what it takes to be you know, a more mobile quarterback in the NFL. Matt Ryan, he can teach him how to read defenses and all that, but their play styles are completely different. So I don't know how much ritter would be able to learn from matt ryan um i think it's a it's a good situation he's got you know some good young weapons um next year when he's a starter he'll have calvin ridley back um he's got kyle pitts to throw to i think it's not a bad situation um i think they're definitely going to have to grow a little bit as a team and kind of build around him but i i think he's definitely the quarterback of the future and i think he'll be an okay quarterback i don't really again. Other than Pickett, I don't really see any of these guys playing this year. But I think in the future, I think he'll be a good starting quarterback. Yeah, and, I mean, the Falcons team, they're
0: still building. I mean, they got some really good foundation blocks to build off of. So, in the future, I think he's going to be really set. Then uh, we'll go on to the next guy, Matt Coral, taken in the third round. We're going to be talking a little bit about that situation just because they just traded for Baker Mayfield, those bastards. And, uh so they got him starting behind sam darnold baker mayfield they're apparently still going to have a qB competition to decide who's get- yeah we're uh, air yeah air quotes. quotes air quotes definitely mm-hmm. i mean i don't think it's really a competition but what's your thoughts
1: man um he's going to be buried on the depth chart for at least this year i think um you know kind of going on into the Panthers quarterback situation, I think he's going to be sitting behind Sam Darnold. And I think Baker's going to get that starting job. Uh, So if Baker goes down with an injury or whatnot, then it's not going to be Mac Corral coming in at all this year. I think he's going to sit this year and who knows, we don't know what Baker is going to be like if he plays well. And the Panthers like, Hey, we'll give you a five to six year deal. I think Matt Corral might sit for a couple of years and then probably get traded elsewhere. Who knows? But I think he's definitely not seeing the field at all this year.
0: The only chance he has to see the field is if Baker Mayfield goes down with an injury and they put Sam Darnold in and he starts falling apart, kind of like how he did last year before they got Cam Newton back, which yeah. was kind of weird. <laughs> and then I think at that point they'll be like, well, crap, we kind of have to throw him in. Why not?
1: Right. But, uh, yeah,
0: we'll move on to the last guy, Sam Howell, which I think that he's the mo- he's got the most interesting situation. He's, uh, you know, playing behind Carson Wentz, who's, you know, a veteran, and uh, Taylor Heineke, which we saw a lot of last year, you know, take it or leave it. He was, eh. But uh, what he, do you think, man?
1: I think, again, similar situation to Desmond Ritter. I think in the future he's definitely going to be their starting guy. I – don't really see Carson Wentz being in the league much longer after this year. I think he's not really, he's got attitude issues and his play doesn't back up his attitude issues. So at this point, I think uh, the commander's gig this year is kind of his last ditch effort to, you know, kind of stay relevant in the league. Taylor Heineke, he had some good moments. I was a big fan of his earlier in the year, and then he kind of fell off. I think he's good enough to be in the league. I just don't think he's really good enough to be a starting level quarterback. So I think Sam Howell going forward next year and a couple years later, he's definitely going to be the guy. And his situation really depends on if um, Scary Terry wants to stay around because there's already reports of him wanting out. So if he's out, he's got no one. <laughs> he's got nobody in that offense. Yeah, and I mean, let's just face it: Carson
0: Wentz is going to get injured at some point this year. It happens every single year.
1: Like. I mean, man's the only person on planet Earth that can snap their, both their ankles on one play.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback that injury prone. But, I mean, I think he's got a decent chance of playing. I do think he's, out of all of these quarterbacks we've talked about, has by far and away the worst, coming into the worst situation. I mean, the commanders just, they're still a mess. I don't see them not being a mess for a long time still. Plus, they got all the off-the-field stuff that they're dealing with right now. But we'll move on to the next uh, segment, which I think, as Brown fans were a little uh, upset about, Baker Mayfield finally getting traded Yeah, yeah. Finally traded to the Panthers. So, Baker Mayfield, fir- former number one overall pick, getting traded for a conditional 2024 fifth if he plays 70% of offensive snaps it will move up to a fourth rounder. How are you and um real quick the Panthers are paying 4.8 million, the Browns are still going to be paying 10.5 5 million of his contract. So uh how are you feeling about the trade? Who do you think won that? And then um how do you how do you feel like this is going to impact that very special now week 1 game where the Browns versus the Panthers
1: I I think the Panthers clearly won this trade. I mean, they're they're getting a 26-year-old former number one overall pick who has shown that he can really play in this league. Can he be an elite-level quarterback? Probably not, but you can definitely win with him. I mean, he took the Browns to the playoffs. So I think only giving up a fifth, potentially fourth, for a guy that still could potentially be A franchise guy? Is it likely that that he's a franchise guy? Probably not. But I mean, it's a win-win situation for the Panthers. You're getting a potentially high potential quarterback, and you're giving up a draft pick that might not even be a guy that makes an NFL roster. So I think the Browns definitely lost this. The fact that they held out this long, you know, to try to get the best deal possible and this is all they were able to get and they still have to pay $10 million of a salary. If that's the deal that you were going to get, why'd you wait so long? You know, I feel like they could have made the same deal before draft night or yeah, who knows a lot earlier than, than what they did, but. Oh, well, I I think it's best for both parties. Yeah. I think it's best for both parties. You know, Baker gets a fresh start. The Browns obviously decided that they wanted to move on when they signed Deshaun Watson there's no point in keeping her around if, if he's not going to play, and he's got a definitely got a chance to play in Carolina.
0: Yeah, I still, uh, man, just it's a trade that I would compare to like you know how the Browns got Mari Cooper earlier in the year, just very one sided. I mean, Carolina got a great deal out of that, and I'm just sitting here like, really, you guys couldn't pay less than ten million out of his contract. I mean, it was it was just a rough trade for me. Yeah. How do you think it's going to impact that
1: one game? Well, I mean, Baker's already said that he's got it circled on his calendar. Which, you know, everyone, everyone in their moms would have had that game circled on their calendar. You know, it, especially if we were in Baker's situation. Like, of course, you get traded away from a team that you led for four years, and you are happen to be playing the week one. I don't care who you are. Of course, that game is going to you know carry a little bit more weight to it. If the Browns go out and, and lay an egg in that game, it's going to look real bad, especially if Deshaun Watson's playing, which I highly doubt that he'll be playing. But even you know, even if he's not playing, then it's still going to look bad if the Browns lose that game.
0: Yeah, and I mean, uh, like before the season, like before this trade and everything, I thought, you know, going into the season, the Browns are finally going to break that streak of losing every single week one game. And I thought it was going to be an easy contest. Now, let's just face it. Baker's going to win the QB battle. He's going to be the starter. And we got Deshaun Watson playing week one, which I have my doubts. I think it's going to be a really tight game. I think it's really just going to come down to, you know, Baker Mayfield versus that defensive front with, you know, Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney. So I think it's going to be a great game.
1: Yeah, um, I still think the Browns come out and win that game just because the talent on that roster is so much better than what um, what Baker has in Carolina. But Carolina, they're not horrible either, and especially if they have a healthy Christian McCaffrey, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good game. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, Christian McCaffrey scares the crap out
0: of me right now. Just for at least that game.
1: Well, yeah, because he's gonna be injured after week one.
0: After week one, that's the important part. <laughs> after week one, right. <laughs> All right. But uh, going on to our last topic, we're going to be going over the uh, what our predictions are for the uh, win totals for the AFC West, which I think this is the best division in football. This might be the best division in football for a long time, because God damn, these teams are all like definitely playoff contenders. I think at least three of them mm-hmm. are Super Bowl contenders. So, uh, what's your? Where what are you thinking? Uh, do me a favor, just kind of start from like who you think's going to finish at the bottom of the division. Which that's a tough one to call, just because everybody's so good.
1: So, I think, like you mentioned, three of these teams are, you know, some of the best teams in the league, and even the worst team of this division still could potentially make the playoffs. So, with that being said, since they have they all have to play each other twice. I don't think their records are going to be as good as what some people would think. Like the chiefs aren't going to go 16 and one, you know? Um, so bottom of the division, again, really splitting hairs with, with these teams, but I think the the Raiders will finish fourth, um, you know, still a very good team still could potentially make the playoffs, but out of all of these teams, I think they're least likely to win the division. They'll still probably get either, you know, nine to 10 wins. I wouldn't be surprised if they were even at 11 wins, who knows? Um, really any of these teams I think could win the division. Um, after that, probably the, again. I don't know who to pick for three, um, probably the Chargers, but I could also see the Broncos. I'm going to go with the Broncos uh, for number three. I love what they did in the off season, adding Russ, obviously huge. Anytime you can get one of the better QBs in the league, you go do it. Um, but the thing that kind of scares me a little about, about Russ is how we played last year. It looks like he took a little bit of a step back, and he did have to miss some time with injuries, which is something that we've never seen from him before. If Russ can stay healthy, then I think they could win the division. If not, I know they got a really good defense, and they got some good young pieces on that offense, but without Russ, I don't really see them doing anything, but again, if, if Russ can stay healthy, they're probably a 10 to 12 win team. Then after that, probably the chargers. I think, I think the, the floor for the chargers is 11 wins. And that I think they can only go up from there. I mean, you look at Justin Herbert, who I have as, um, if you go back to our, let's talk sports episode, I have him as a number two quarterback in football. You, they, Added a ton of talent to that defense. They already had a really good offense with Austin Eckler and all the other weapons that Herbert has to throw to. I think the four for this team is, you know, 11 to 12 wins. I wouldn't even be surprised if they got up to 14, just because how good um, Justin Herbert is. And until otherwise, and until proven otherwise, the chiefs are the best team in this division. Patrick Mahomes, these Patrick Holmes, he's Patrick Holmes uh, I don't, We'll see what Travis Kelsey's is like without Tyreek Hill. We'll see what this offense is like without Tyreek Hill. I do like some of the acquisitions that they made to kind of maybe fill the void that um, losing Tyreek Hill will give you. But I, I really like how the defense kind of stepped up in the second half of the year. And obviously when your defense is playing better, your team is going to play better overall. I, I think the chiefs win this division again, at least 12 wins. I'd be very surprised if they got lost or less than 12 wins.
0: Uh, I mean, I could tell you were having some difficulties there, like just picking and choosing this.
1: It is. Yeah, I mean, this is probably the strongest division that I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, it's it's absolutely insane. the The worst team of this division could still maybe get a wild card spot. Yeah, I honestly think that. All four teams might make the playoffs, and I don't think we've ever seen that before in any division.
0: We've never seen that before, because I mean, you know, they just a couple of years ago expanded the playoffs to for three wild cards, so this would be a crazy opportunity for that. But I'm agreeing with you on. Uh, I got the Raiders, you know, finishing last. I think they're going. I'm. It's hard to tell. I'm going to say nine and eight or ten and seven. I mean. I really like Derek Carr. I think he is one of the most mm-hmm. underrated quarterbacks. I don't know why he gets so much hate. They got Devontae Adams now. I mean, yeah, it's still a good team. Wallen. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, yeah. ugh, it's tough to pick. I got the Broncos, too, finishing third. I mean, I think Russell Wilson, it might be just a little bit of a, you know, delay him, them you know, getting that offense gelling. I mean, they got a lot of weapons but like you said he is coming back from you know being injured last season with that hand injury so i got them going 10 and 7 too where it gets a little more interesting is i got the chiefs finished finishing second i think they got worse last year because of you know losing tyreek but i right. mean it's still a good team they got really good uh you know draft capital i mean they got really good guys in the draft i got them finishing 11 and 6 And then I do have the Chargers, which, I mean, last year, the Chargers impressed the crap out of me. Justin Herbert's balling like crazy. I think really, yeah, I think really the team just has to focus on getting that defense a little better, and they are golden. I got them winning the division 12-5, and and, I mean, I think that just shows you how tight this division is. is I could very well see all four teams within two wins of each other. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Like I mentioned earlier, you can make it a legit argument for any team winning this division. Like, there is no team that's completely out of it.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, why does it have to be in the AFC? Why couldn't they all be in the NFC?
1: <sighs> that would I be the Browns, think- look, you know. The, the the Browns, well, we've said this for the last three years, they finally have a team that can, you know, really do something and contend for a playoffs in a Super Bowl. And, of course, the AFC is stronger than it's ever been. <laughs> Yeah, I mean,
0: AFC is just so strong. I mean, the NFC, I mean, you got the Rams, you got probably, what, four or five teams that I could really say are good, solid teams. And then a lot of it, I mean, we've seen the last couple of years teams getting into the playoffs with wild card spots that are just finishing at around 500. So,
1: yep. All
0: right, then. But do you got anything else, man? No, that's about it. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Two Minute Drill. I'm your host, Brian, and I hope everybody has a good day. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Two Minute Drill. And make sure to follow the show on Instagram at Two Minute Drill Podcast, BDS.
1: Don't forget to follow deep.dive.sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you can listen to all of our shows wherever you get your podcasts. Also, comment on all our posts and episodes.
0: We would love to hear what
1: you think about the show and what we talk about each week. And as always, Two Minute Girl listeners, until next time.